Welcome back to the second episode of 10 Artist Commandments Podcast. Today I have my brother on here, one of the leaders in the space of independent artistry right now, the Nigerian-born DMV raised Manny Wells, the Afro Soul King himself is in the building. What's up, Manny? What's good, bro? Thank you for having me, man. For sure. So, so Manny, this this is commandment number two. Um, tell your story, which Manny, you were a big part of the book. You're in the book several times. You know, you, you contributed heavily to the Ten Hours Commandment. So we had to have you on. You're so special in the in the sense of you have one of the greatest stories out. You know what I mean? You know, anytime you're separated from your family, like that's that's not normal. So your story is so powerful. Yeah. And so I appreciate you telling it as a part of the book as well, because man, that made the book so much more powerful. I'm I'm just honored to be a part of your story and whatever what you're doing with artists and also the book. I think the the book is genius. And yeah. um I'm excited to see what it does, continues to do. Right. Appreciate it. So, so if you don't mind, can you read that excerpt uh, from, from you in the book? Here we go. There's something in the human spirit that binds us by the heartstrings when we feel connected to someone's story. Your personal story, when told artfully, can open more doors for you than your talent and hard work combined. When telling your story in a way that is honest and inspirational, you change lives. Manuel speaks about his EP release entitled Unwanted which tells the story of the pain of being an immigrant in limbo. The meaning behind the title is that I was just feeling unwanted in the United States because I was too American for Africans, and I was too African for Americans. And on top of that, just being a DACA recipient, not having a green card, and not being a citizen, I just felt unwanted. Throughout that process, I was always reminded that God wants me, and I'm here for a purpose. In the first chapter, or the first phase is kind of like just making that known through my music and my art. Amazing, amazing. So, so that's such a, a powerful story. So, if you don't, if you don't mind, like, let's just start there. Like, how did you end up coming from Nigeria to America? My dad was in the states from like '97, I think '97 is, but we were separated. He came to like create more opportunities, better life for his family. And then my my sister, my mom, and I didn't come to America till 2003. And so we came um, on a visiting visa, and um, we overstayed the visiting visa. Um, my dad was trying to figure out our like full legal status, but his full legal status also wasn't situated by the time we had come. And so, long story short, he had he got deported, a voluntary deportation. In like 2000, I don't even remember, maybe 2010 or something like that, 2009, 2010, and then we were separated. So we were only together for like for like five, six years, um, yeah, of my life. Well, so combined, not even up to ten years together. So I was born, well, I was born '94, and then he left like '97. So yeah, like. Eight nine years, I only got to spend with my dad. Yeah, and then growing up, it turned like sixteen, trying to get my driver's license, and I'm like, oh yeah, let me go get my driver's license. And then my mom got to like sit me down and tell me like, oh yeah, like you can't can't really do that because of this is this is the situation. From then on, that's when I was like, oh snap, okay, how do 
how do I move around this? So that's crazy because you you weren't even aware of it growing up. It wasn't until you had tried to do something that needed some sort of legal precedence for you to realize, like, oh, like I'm not even you know registered in this country. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And, and so as as crazy as that was, I couldn't imagine. So I, you know, you you spent more the, the majority of your life. You spent more time without your father than with your father. Yep. Yep. Man, and what was special about about you know everything that that you went through is you're now turning it into you know your story, your gift. You know what I mean? Like unwanted um, yeah. did so well. Like I I remember you going to Nigeria for the first time and selling yeah. it out. You know, on an unwanted yeah. tour. So like, what gave you the strength? I guess I I'll use the word strength. What gave you the strength to to actually talk about that and tell your story and create a, a EP around your story? Like, cause a lot of people are scared to, you know, talk about those sort of things. Honestly, I just, I just give it up to give it all to God. Cause I was thinking about my life and my story. And I realized that people were scared. People weren't like bold enough to speak up. And I think that's where like, that's one of the things that Jesus did and lived to do is just speak up for the people that were oppressed and in different, in different ways. And so for me, it was like, okay, I just got to speak up for this, for this community. Yeah. I got to speak up for my people. And, and even if no one speaks up after me, at least they'll be able to connect with somebody who's doing something great and they could push themselves to achieve something greater than what they're doing right now. Right. Because a lot of people are, are on that, are, are in that DACA situation where they're in limbo and they can't travel um and, and to be honest until i met you i didn't know what daca was you know and so you're you brought light to it you know what i mean and yeah. i saw the support that you got under those comments like people were like oh man my mom's not, like everybody yeah. came out and said, like they have so many people around them or them themselves were on daca and that turned yeah. into a huge support for you it's really important to be able to share to share that story because you don't know who you're helping you know so let's talk about you know the the triumph that came from that because you were finally able after 19 years of being in America, you were finally able to travel to Nigeria right when unwanted release and you were on your unwanted tour and you sold out your first time being back in Nigeria. You sold out your first show. Like, yeah, that was crazy. I mean, 19 years is a long time, but from like 2019, 2020, I noticed like this buildup of like in the Nigerian audience and the Nigerian space, like, Hey man, when you come to Lagos, when you come to Nigeria, when you come to Abuja, all these different things. At the back of my mind, I was like, yo, the moment I can go, I know it's going to be a party. Come earlier this year, I was on the way back from Ibadan, which was like a, like another state. And we announced the show. I think we had like an hour, maybe some change left till we got home. By the time we got home, like all the tickets were gone. And so... <laughs> all the tickets were gone and I was like oh shoot and I, th I was like 400 tickets or so and, and that's we didn't even really promote it like that that was just like a yeah it's like hey I'm home so I know that the next time I go to Nigeria it's gonna be all like it's gonna be big they say it takes 10,000 hours to master a field well what do you call spending 157,000 hours on one task 
groundbreaking artists. Over my 18 years, I've witnessed the music business change abruptly from year to year. Yet I see artists rise to stardom throughout every era, no matter the landscape. Working directly with these success stories, I've noticed 10 principles that all these artists live by that have helped them conquer their era. What are the characteristics? What are the traits? What are the practices of a successful artist? What does it take? 10 artist commandments. No matter the air, no matter the landscape, no matter the platform. If you want to have a successful career as an artist, read this book. Your artistry is amazing. Like you produce all of your music or most of your music, right? Yeah. You write most of your music. You're an incredible artist. You can make music about anything. Like you have a song like Sweet and Tender. Like you have songs about, you know, just the beauty of women, et cetera, et cetera. Why did you feel the need to make music about your story? Because you could have really posted off making music, period. Like just making music about the world. What made you say, yeah. you know what? They need to know my story. I think there's beauty in my story. And because I'm someone that always aims to talk about beauty in different spaces, like beauty in women, the beauty in having a relationship with God. I just, I realized that, oh, there's beauty in this story, even though this is painful. I believe that there's a, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I believe that very soon I'll be able to travel freely. I believe that very soon, not just me, other people will be able to travel freely. And so I wanted to like highlight that so that people that are like me are able to connect and hold on to something, have some type of hope. Some people don't believe in God. Some people don't believe in Jesus. But if you if you see somebody that kind of looks like you, that's young, that's thriving, you kind of hold on to that hope that the, that they're, that person is holding on to. And eventually, the, the deeper you dig, you'll realize that the hope that that person is holding on to is, is, is Jesus. So, like, my ultimate goal is always to, like, lead them back to Christ in me. It says, the Bible says, like, Christ in me, the hope of glory. So it's not like, like, it doesn't have to be this front-facing, you know, overtly, like, Christian gospel music or front-facing sexual music or front-facing whatever music. It could just be like, hey, this is my story. There's beauty in this. And there could be some baddies that are also darker. There could be some preachers that are that are also darker this and be doc they're probably doctors that are darker recipients and not even doctor just undocumented in general but for me i was like nah i really have to like highlight this because there's beauty in this story and it's, it's gonna inspire somebody so how has telling your story helped you personally and how has telling your story helped you in your career telling my story uh from a personal standpoint has helped me because it's made me even, um, it's made me more bold, like more confident in being able to open up and talk about different things. You know, like when you're in my position, you're trained unconsciously and consciously to live in fear. Mm. But the more you, the more you bring your fear to light, your pain, your struggles, addictions, whatever it is, the more likely that you'll be able to conquer it. And so personally, just putting it in the light, like, you know what, like, this thing can't hold me down. And then, career-wise, positive standpoint, has helped me connect with more people like myself. It's, it's let me reach um, different ethnic backgrounds because 
people, when they think about undocumented people, they automatically think Hispanic, but not as black undocumented. There are some white undocumented people. There's, you know, Hispanics, different types of people. So it's helped me reach different types of um, individuals. But then on the negative side, it's restricted me and only kept me in the United States. But eventually that'll be over and we'd be able to like move freely. Yeah. What, yeah. what's your what's your dream place to go outside of home because obviously everybody wants to go home what, what where in the world does Manny Wells want to visit initially it was uh Jerusalem and yeah and but now... yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, already, I already know where this is going <laughs> but now yeah, yeah I don't know it's a little it's a little crazy uh, I definitely want to go to the UK they Man. show me a lot of love. Like, I get messages every day, like wait, probably every day. No, no, no cap. When are you coming to London? You got it. Like, do it. You got to do it. London. I know we're gonna do like fifteen hundred tickets. Yeah. Boy, fact. Where does the Manny Well story go now? Because you've done such a phenomenal job of telling how you got to this point and your struggles to this point. But you know, we believe that your struggles are are coming to an end. What is it? What does your story look like next? Like, what story are you trying to tell now that that struggle is almost over with? I'm going to continue to tell the story of love and God's love, and um, the story of growing up and highlighting different phases of my life, self discovery. Yeah, but mainly, like, ultimate goal is always to just take them back to the true love, which is God. Like this take people back to God's love and be yeah. that connecting bridge. Um, but also part of it is telling that the African story, the diaspora story, being African in, in America and diff, just in different ways, you know? Right. Could be through song, that could be through fashion, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because you're, you are the premier content creator. You know what I mean? If any artist is looking for artists to, uh, whose example they can follow when it comes to content, you would be that artist. How do you go about, because I always tell people content is just another form of telling your story. So how do you go about connecting in that way with your content? Like, how do you tell stories through your content? How, I mean, the way I do it, I just, when I know my story really well, because it's my story, but then I, I usually write it down and I try to break it down as much as possible. And I examine each piece of content, like, does this feed any of these blocks, these things that I wrote down? If it doesn't, I make a wise decision. Like, do I still want to post this? Am I clout chasing? Am I just posting just to post, just to feed the algorithm? And so, yeah, I'm, I'm always, like, conscious about that story because, I mean, that part of my story because, like you said, content is just another way of telling a story. And right now it's probably the most useful or number one way to tell your story so i usually just write down my stories and i have like a goal like all right this is the story i'm trying to tell like am i trying to okay manny wells is a musician okay i'm gonna post me playing piano manny wells is manny wells is peaceful and manny wells loves god and i'm gonna post a certain clip from sweet and tender manny wells is a lover boy Manny Wells is creative and witty with the words. I'm opposed to this piece of magic. I'm a, you know, um, Manny Wells is 
creative, maybe a piece of clothing that I'm wearing that is unconventional or many of us is brave. I'm going to shave my hair, <laughs> um, you know, always, I'm always like thinking like, how do I push this limit, push my right. limit and challenge myself? So that's amazing because basically what you do is you, you sit down and you say, okay, how do I want to be perceived? What do I know, want the public to know about me and understand about my story? And then you find the pieces of content that, that you control. Cause you named all of your songs. It's like, so I know if I, if I put out these specific lyrics from magic, people will understand that I'm creative. I know yeah. if I put out these specific lyrics from sweet and tender, people will understand that I love God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you basically say, okay, I want them to understand this. What content can I create that makes sure they understand that? Exactly. Yeah. That, that's beautiful, man. And, and again, yeah. why you are the best <laughs> creator in the game. So, so personal yeah. story. So I make content as well. I actually shut down my content. I stopped posting because I said, until I can get my stuff to look as good as many whales, I don't want to post anymore. And so I literally didn't post for like three weeks as I sat back and figured out how can I up my content game? You know what I mean? So you are really the truth in the booth when it comes to creating content. And right now you're exploding because of your content. Like your content is going crazy. How do you get your content? Cause I know people are watching this and like, yo, how did he do that? How do you get your content to that? That looks so crispy is aesthetically. Are you shooting camera, iPhone? We doing both Main recently. It's been mainly camera, but, I posted this one video where I, it was two clips of a camera and then I had good lighting and my iPhone and it was like, Hey, which video or which version do y'all want to see that? Da, da, da. And when I was editing a video, I'm like, yo, I can't really tell the difference. Like, and I'm like, people are missing out with their iPhone. They're trying to create crispy stuff like me and they're cramming their head saying like, Oh my God, we don't have a camera on top of that. Me and my camera guy, we want to get a better camera, but we go viral with what we have. And so we told ourselves, I feel like God was telling me, and even through scriptures, like, you have everything you need to get to the next level. Even the other day while I was shooting, Prema had, he gave me this piece of, he gave me the Zoom that he never uses. He gave it to me like two months ago. And me and him thinking like, Nah, we got to get this da 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 And one day, I just remember that phrase, you got everything, I'm cleaning the house. I look at the yeah. guy like, yo, we're tripping. We got it right there. We got it right there. You ain't even used it. Right here. We didn't use it. We started using it, shaved my hair, viral. Yeah. And we looking at each other like, oh, my God. Like, we, we need to be grateful for what we have. Like, we need to master what it is that we have right now. And so, like... When I meet other artists, I be asking them, if you got an iPhone 11 plus 12, just get some lights. The lights I got is $50 from Amazon. Like it's mad mm. cheap, but it's, it's it works. It's, it's the light lighting. that I use. It's good lighting. And then you can probably, you can probably spend like 150, 200 max on lights. You know, get your nice iPhone, a nice tripod. iPhone's got the little gimbal thing too. Yeah. It's all, it's all in like, the story you're telling and also another big thing a part of the story is like how is your story going to serve this person listening or watching because i feel like the reason why my content works really well is because 
I'm I'm being of service. Like if a guy walks up to you and says, "Thank you," like you know what I'm saying? Like it's like service. I'm really like I'm really serving people. Hey, I hope you feel better. Like I, I'm really like throwing these little gems. And even if I don't say anything before I sing, the lyric itself says everything. And so how we shoot it is just very natural, very organic. We don't do over four takes like everything is just like boom boom we don't want to overthink it because when we start acting too much that's when the audience could tell that like nah this ain't organic like all the takes we people see is like maybe the second take sometimes it's the first one like we're like okay bet that's the that's the one right here you know let's run it because we just want to make sure like it feels authentic because you only you go to a show Usually that artist is probably going to perform that song that exact way one time, but you're pleased with that performance that they deliver. And so that's that's our approach. It's like, you know what? We want to serve people and we want to have fun. We don't want to feel like we're working no more. In the past, it feels like content was like, now we got work, 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 work. But now, and when we, when we last time we were there, we didn't even sleep. Literally, but we were like, bro, we're tired, but it don't even feel like we're working. We had so much fun meeting different people. We was in New York in the street, people walking up to us like, what y'all doing? Y'all look so happy. But we are. It's just two people. It's just two people in New York streets just shooting content, laughing at each other. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, and then we post those clips. We post the raw me actual singing people like I'm actually singing in a lot of these clips, too. It's not like it's not the studio version. It's the, that's like, that's why that mic version is what we released for Magic Take It Easy. That's not, I didn't use a studio mic. That was that, that mic was $100. So so you have a version of a song that you sung for content. That audio yeah. is live on DSPs right now. Yeah, and it's $100 like, it's the number one. Yeah, it's the number one streamer right now. Yep. Yeah. It's streaming higher than songs that I recorded on a $1,000 mic. You know? That's crazy. Yeah, bro. So, it's crazy. so people need to really like appreciate what they got and master what they have before they go looking for something else. So I want to ask you about about Africa again because when when I was sitting here listening to you talk, I was like, man, you know what? A lot of the best content creators are really from Africa. Like when you look at so much viral content, it's it's kids in Africa. But I think. I think it's the reason that the, their content goes viral so much because people are so impressed with them using what they have to create such great content. And so yep. that's literally what you do. You, like yeah. you, you said, you're not using expensive equipment. You're, you're just using what you have and you're mastering what you have. It's a cheat code, man. If you read, if you read the Bible and the story of, of the talent, yeah, Jesus got met. Like he gave three people talents. He gave, one, one, he gave one, two, he gave one, five. The two and the five, they came back, they had multiplied it. The dude with the one was like, nah, I saved that joke. Yeah. I put it away. And the master was like, what? You tripping. Yeah. You like, didn't do nothing with that. Get talent. away. I know by the time this come out, your your new EP will be out. It's not out. It's not out as the day that we recorded this, but it will be out by the time that this interview drops. And so I want to ask you about some a song that you have on there called fashion i want to ask you about fashion tell 
tell me about this because when I first heard this record, I heard it. I feel like it was almost a scratch. Like it wasn't even like a yeah. You know, you really went in on it. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my god! Like this, this, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. So. Tell me about this record, Fashion, and, and, and how it came about. Randomly hit up my, uh, like, this dude. He's, like, a good, long-time collaborator. We've been collaborating for, like, the last, since the pandemic, probably, like, 2020, 2021. But we had never dropped nothing because 2020, 2021, I was more in songwriter mode. Mm -hmm. like, All right, let me link these producers. Let me just give them hooks. Boop, boop. I'm going to still be doing my thing. Um, and so I'm linking all these producers and we doing these fire songs. And they're not really getting placed because I feel like music, most of the time, in order to get placed, either the song is incredible or you know the artist that you can walk the record in. Yeah. And so I didn't know a lot of these artists we were pitching to. And then by the time it gets to the artist, the a and told you to change it eight times for them and not for the artist. And so I said, you know what? I'm done doing that. I reached back out to all the collaborators and Blake was one of them. I said, look, I'm I'm trying to pull up, but this time we gonna make a song and it's coming out because I'm in a different situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told all the homies that like, look, these like we make songs, it's coming out this time. It's not no pigeon. So I went there and here's what people don't know. I don't think you know it either. The chords for fashion are the same chords that I played for how do I tell all these people I'm going on tour mm. and I'm doing six, and I was like, Didn't know yo, that. I wanna I wanna make this a song now because I sold out a tour from one clip from one yeah. video, so why don't we make it a song? And so he gets on the guitar, he starts playing. And then I get on the keys and I play the chords even a lot better than I did on that the thing. And yeah. so I was like, fashion. I just started saying fashion. I, I think I've been thinking about fashion that whole day, like just different pieces. I was like, fashion, going about in a different type of fashion. He was like, oh, nah, let's. And so yeah. I called my boy. And then we started writing together. And I was like, nah, I'm not leaving until we have at least a full scratch. Like, we only got finished the song. But we ended up, we had, like, a scratch. It was, like, 85% written. And mm -hmm. I was like, nah, this is right. I sent it to you. And then when we got in the Airbnb, you was like, nah, let's change that one line. And I was like, shoot. Honestly, that line is probably people's one of the favorites. Uh, one of the people's favorites. Uh, Nobody coming like me. That's a caption. Yeah. Like, as soon as I did that, I was like, nah. This joint is crazy. <laughs> it's too and so, crazy. I don't know if you noticed, but I even stripped it down more because I feel like artists don't do customer service. I saw a video talk about customer service with artists. There's multiple ways for customer service. Responding to comments, but also accepting constructive criticism and noticing a trend in in what people are saying. And so for me, it was like, we love your voice. And to me, that was, your voice is my favorite instrument on your song every time. And so right. I peeled, I took out layers from fashion from the original. And now it even sounds beautiful because now you get to hear my voice, the guitar. We had an upright bass in it. 
I took out the piano that I played. I was like, no, nah, I don't need this. I can yeah. do another version with just piano, and it, but it still sounds great. So, yeah. yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. You got to talk. We just got some content for that. It's crazy. Okay, okay, y'all did it in New York, right? Yeah, Kramer editing right now. I called him this morning. Like, you need. We need to edit everything we shot in New York so it's ready and we could go shoot more. But I'm glad we got this on record. So when fashion is a top hit and Grammy nominated, we can come back to this interview. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I'm glad we got that. So I, I know one one thing I know about you, Manning, is you are such a student of the game. Like, bro, you call me all the time. JR, did you see this? And you'll send me stuff to look at. Like you're steady studying the game. What 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 motivates you to do that? What's your what's your reasoning behind being such a student? I think the greatest people are students in everything they do. But I when I was younger, I just I will always ask who, what, how, why, like about everything. Like how do they make cars? Who made a car? Can you make a car with water? Maybe I can make a car with water. Like I've always been like that kid. I was like, how do you do that? How do you do that? And so I'll meet doctors, and if we have long time, I'll probably ask them how they do a surgery just because I'm just like, dang, that's fire. And so for me, when I started making music, trying to take it serious, I was like, okay. I, I dropped my first EP. I thought all I needed to do was just drop it on Twitter and at everyone, like, yo, new music, check it out. It's the best. It's going to blow up. Psych. That's right. That did not happen. And <laughs> And so I think Yudu was like, Yudu was like one of, also one of my mentors. Yudu was like, you got to look at what they were doing with when they were at your position. And so that just connected back to my who, what, how, why, when. And yeah. then I started studying. I started, oh, marketing. I started realizing marketing runs the world. Like politics, like it's just marketing. Campaigns are just marketing. Marketing, campaign, yep. right? Just start studying, man. I've. I've studied each phase of the game from when it was just CDs, uh, from going to like, you gotta be signed to like independent artists, looking at Tech 9 looking at Macklemore, looking at Chaz, looking at a hybrid, hybrid deals, reading books. I'm like, okay, I just gotta know everything because I don't like, I know my time is gonna come. I believe God put me in this game for a reason. I just gotta be ready and it's fun. To me, yeah. it's fun. Like, I put in my 10,000 hours to master making music. What else can I put in my 10,000 hours for? So I got to become a student of business. I got to become a student of of marketing. Those are like, market, like marketing is my next thing to like fully conquer. Like, I want to be able to be like, okay, I studied this. I surrounded myself with more great people. Because even you're like, bro, part of the reason why, even we like ended up partnering up because I'm like, oh, they were able, he was able to do this with oh, bet. I yeah. could learn from Jr. I could learn from Drew. Like they better than me. Bet. Like I always want to be around people better than me. And I be I'm such a student that I'll ask questions. I'd be hard headed, but I'll I'll just ask questions <laughs> like, what if it's like this? What if we try? You know, like yeah. just to challenge myself. And sometimes. It's to T is to my downfall, but sometimes most of the time it's like it really helps me when you guys answer certain questions. How did y'all do this then? How can we do this now? And so yeah. that curiosity still lives in me, but even just beyond music, even all the way to like the Bible, like 
why yeah. was this made? How was it made? Who made it? Like I'll be studying things like that. So I'm right. just I, I'm just wired that way. Well, I can tell you from experience we're, we're working with you, like you always come with, with new things to try. You know what I mean? And I'm a I'm a person that I'm a trial and error to the core. Like I'll never knock nothing that I haven't tried. It's like we've tried a, a ton of your ideas to just get the feedback and see how did this work? How far did this take us? You know what I mean? And, and that's how you become that's how you get further ahead than everybody else because you have to be willing to try things like me. I'm not scared to fail at all. Like, so you've come to me with things that cost 15, 20 grand shit. Let's try it. Let's try. I'm, I'll risk it because it, it may work. And it, and when it doesn't work, I'm like, okay, well, we learned that that doesn't work. It's just as simple as that. To me. Like I'd never be like, dang, we lost money. I'd be like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try the next thing. Like that's, that's how I've gotten to where I'm at because I, I'm fearless in that, in that respect where it's like, I'll try it. Like, why not? If I've never tried it before, I, how do I know it doesn't work? You know what I mean? And then I win because the things, a lot of the times, the things that I try, guess what? Them shits work. They end up working. <laughs> they end up working. And boom, now you now you have a Grammy. Now you have a platinum record because you was fearless with it. And so while most of the time I've lost with trying things, it's those things that, that break through that put me up on that pedestal. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I, I love working with you because you always want to try new things. You know what I mean? And that's how we've gotten so far because we're constantly trying things. You know what I mean? So it's just been a, a great partnership. Um, And I've learned so many things from working with you because of how curious you are. You know, it's been incredible. Yeah. Man, I'll be telling, I'll be telling people like, man, this is, it was meant to be like this. It was like a lot of times, even certain no's and nah, we probably shouldn't do that. We've done that. It didn't work. It was like reminders. It's like, damn, yeah, like, all right, come back with something better. Come back with yeah. something harder. Like, even in the moment, it might be like, damn, that's that's annoying. But I feel like everything that's happening is just meant to be. And that's just right. supposed to be happening the way it is. So I'm right. really grateful, man. And and I think, you know, I, I would say something like, you know, the reason you work with somebody like me is because I have that long list of no's. I can stop you from going down paths that I already know don't work. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's yeah. that's the reason for working with it. It's not the yeses, it's just that it's those paths that I can that I can save you from. You know? Yeah. And so and so like I said, you the got stuff the experience. That I, yeah, it, it's the experience. Like the stuff that I haven't tried, we go for it. But the stuff that I've tried, I can tell you, hey Manny, bro, I've I've tried this. <laughs> this yeah. this is not this doesn't work. You know what I mean? But that's that's just that's just man the the beauty of being being in a relationship with other people who are great. You know what I mean? Iron yeah. sharpens iron. So I know we kind of already spoke on it, but if you could just for a second just tell tell people your your thought process on self education because this book is Ten Hours Commandments. Is it's meant for artists and creatives to be able to help educate themselves. Like my process varies a lot of YouTube, but now I feel like I'm. I've gone to a place where I could call a lot of people directly that have done. Yeah. I call you, I call Drew, I call you, I call like people that have just made more money than me. And, yeah. and I just ask them questions. But even prior to that, I would just read. So I've read true, your book. I read that joint on the plane, read all you need to know about the music business. I've read that joint. I've read two versions of that. Yeah. <laughs> like three, four times. It was almost a Bible. I had to give it away. Um, <laughs> you know, I like, I love somebody like La Russell too, just being able to like hit him and be like, yo, what you think about this? Or which, I just watched how he's moving. 
studying like articles. Yeah, man, wherever I could get information from somebody that's that's doing it or has yeah. done it, I'm gonna do it. But if it's somebody that just like they just did a lot of research, yeah. I'm gonna be like, all right, I don't know, bro. I need you to have done it before. Done you it. know what I'm saying? But my thing is, what would be your advice to other artists when it comes to self education? Don't analysis let analysis paralysis take over because I noticed that at some point I was just consuming so much and I wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like self-education comes from when you learn a piece of information, you need to go apply it. And so one thing, something as simple as like, I remember when I was like, okay, I'm about to study lighting. I bought Wi-Fi on a plane. I studied lighting for six hours on a plane. I didn't sleep from LA to DC. I got home. As soon as I landed, I ordered the lights for like, I probably spent like $100. Did that as soon as it got home two days later, I started applying what you had learned. My videos, yeah, what I had learned. My videos probably started hitting like 100k after that. I'm like, damn, okay, so maybe lighting this and so, like, something like that. Versus in the past, I would have just learned it and never ordered it, never tried it, and just yeah. been an expert that has never applied what they learn that's what they say most teachers are <laughs> most teachers mm. are experts that have never done again manny bro i want to thank you for your contribution to the book itself you know what i mean you made the book so much better and help help explain storytelling to people so much better than than i could have which is why we needed you for the book and thank you for doing this podcast man because i think people are going to get a lot out of this especially because you don't really peel back the layer too much you don't talk too much on your your social media so to, yeah. to be able to, to to experience the mind of Manny Wells is a beautiful thing for people I already know it. You know what I mean? So I appreciate a, you. Can I say something to that real quick? Yeah. I think I think that's a, the reason why I've, I decided to do that is also a part of storytelling. Like, I want to be able to tell these stories when I'm like 40. Yeah. You know, right now you get like, it's so much to my story. I had to become a little disciplined. Like, you know what? You don't have to be um, this expert right now that's like, you know, public speaking. And like, if I get some, I'll go and share stories like opportunities like this. But because I want to be able to tell that story. On top of that, my audience isn't really interested in that right now. They're just like lonely, pretty women. I just love my music. So why don't I just keep feeding them good songs right now? That was a quick flex. That was a quick flex you just did. (laughs) (laughs) Until they're they're like maybe older and they can accept, oh, this is how we did it. Oh, I like him a little more, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, my audience is, you know, just pretty women, man. So quick little life flex. (laughs) All right, bro. I right, appreciate you, Manny, man. Y'all tune in to the next episodes of the 10 Artist Commandment podcast. Follow Manny Wells. Manny's telling them where, where they can follow you. Everything is at Manny Wells, M-A-N-N-Y-W-E-L-L-Z. Yeah. The one, the only Manny Wells, man. I appreciate you, big dog. Yeah, man. Show them the, show them the hoodie, man. The, the, oh, the, yeah. Hold <laughs> up. The, the MP, that music power respect, uh. man. I appreciate you, my brother, man. All right, man. This, I'm a, I didn't I'm even, a... this wasn't on purpose. I just, <laughs> I wore it. I've been wearing it. Like, yeah. yeah. I appreciate that, bro. All right, bet. Well, I'll chop it up with y'all later. I'll talk to you in a second, man.